Welcome everybody to Industry 4O.TV. My name is Kutai Mandi Teresa and today I'm out here in the beautiful town of uh, Kempten in the south of Germany. And today I've got uh, Melvin Francis who's the project manager for OPCUA and TSN related services for a company called uh, BE Services. So um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, thank you so much Kutai uh, for uh, coming to our company. Uh, welcome to Kempton and I think you already started to like the city much and uh, it's like a pleasure for us to have you here because we have been uh, following your podcast and also your YouTube videos and your LinkedIn posts. So they are really informative and you spend a lot of time to create the content and they are crisp and they are technically right and also we are able to take a lot of information and learn from your podcast and it's uh, it's a great uh, uh, moment for us to have you here at our office and I'm really happy that I'm contributing uh, to your uh, um, uh, podcast and the YouTube channel as well. Absolutely, thank you so much. So today we're going to be talking about OPCUA pubs up over TSN. Specifically, we're going to be delving into the uh, research that uh, BE Services is carrying out uh, with respect to the uh, application of OPCA pubs up over TSN. So maybe uh, Melvin, if you could mm -hmm. like clarify a bit about your yeah. work that you're doing around mm -hmm. OPCA pubs up over TSN. Yeah, sure. So um, to quickly introduce about myself, I've been um, uh, working in, in industrial automation for close to a decade. So right from my college internship, I've been um, working on uh, industrial Ethernet. I've worked on uh, protocols like Open Powerlink, uh, Profinet, Ethercat, uh, etc. And I was one of the developers of the Open Powerlink stack, which is an open source um, uh, stack like it can be called as Scan Over Ethernet. And in 2017, when um, all the uh, the buzzword like OPCA over TSN started, I was one of the initial developers who started to work on this uh, technology. I was one of the developers of Open 62541 and I was uh, responsible for integrating PopSub uh, into the Open 62541 stack along with TSN. So this was one of my uh, uh, work that we did in 2017 and we attended a lot of Pluckfest. And right now at BE Services, I am managing the projects that are related to uh, OPCA over TSN. And when, you, when we talk about OPCA, it's like machine to uh, sensor to cloud communication. So I manage the projects that are M to M more on the uh, machine to machine communication. And that we are also having projects which are mainly into machine to cloud uh, communications as well. So we have a team and we are mostly we can call ourselves as an OPCA company. So currently we are doing this research initiative project. It's a Zim grant project, uh, uh, which is funded by the German government. So we are working this project along with Offenburg University. So we have like four people from the university working and two people at BE services uh, working on this project. And currently we have attained a very good progress. It's a span of two years. One year is already completed. And today Gutsai is here to talk more about the project. Welcome and let's explore more into the project. Okay, so uh, before we uh, delve into the uh, research project, I mean, as you might be aware, uh, TSN is a uh, it's an old technology, but as far as industrial automation is concerned, it's relatively new and a lot of it is still really under research. So a lot of people um, are not quite familiar with uh, uh, TSN or OPSI pubs up over TSN. So maybe to kind of like set the foundation here, can you explain it like from the ground up? What, what is OPCUA pubs up over TSN? And maybe kind of like starting with TSN itself, mm -hmm. what is TSN? And 
how do they kind of like combine then with yeah. OPC pubs up to, to kind of like set the foundation here? Yeah, so uh, so let me explain what is the, the abbreviation of TSN is time sensitive networking. So um, when we talk about uh, TSN, yeah, it's a new, it's an old one, but it's a new technology for industrial automation. So TSN itself is, uh, um, it's a package of a group of standards creates TSN. So TSN, when we, uh, in the name itself, it says time. So when we are saying something as time sensitive networking, so imagine um, there are like we two are there. So uh, according to us now, our watch and your watch will have different times, right? Obviously, it, it will be like at least uh, one or two, two seconds or three seconds later. But uh, we, we might see the minutes. It, it's now the time is like 11.7. Even you will show 11.7, but your seconds might be 15. And mine, I might be leading or you might be uh, lagging, right? So this cannot happen in an industrial net, uh, network, right? So the motors has to spin. For example, they have to spin in the right direction in a synchronous fashion. So they have to be in the accuracy of nanoseconds or in the level in the sub microsecond level. So when you are saying when they have to be in sub microsecond level, you need some method of synchronizing, right? So uh, when I say, uh, like you're bleeding, so you have to slow down your clock. Then I need some protocol to say like, like when you and me are talking, we are friends. Like, so we can uh, adjust in a very good manner. But imagine there are like, uh, 50 devices or more than 10 or 15 devices in a shop floor. So we need a specific strategy to adjust the time so that all the clock, all the devices have the same timing and they are synchronized in the level of sub microseconds. So what happens is this. So this is where you have this standard called as 802.1 AS. So this dot one AS standard gives us the provision like how the uh, network clocks can be synchronized and using the uh, PTP protocol. So this is like a protocol where we exchange uh, sync packets and uh, a series of packets and we decide like, so imagine there are like 10 people in this room. So 10 people have your watches. Now our strategy is to have the watch time synchronized. So we decide like, who's going to have the best clock, the clock with good accuracy, maybe uh, the person with a good watch. So there will be like six parameters to say that the person with a good watch. So the person should uh, uh, should have a very good watch. Maybe the, uh, the crystal should be good. The clock priority should be good. So they have the six parameters in this uh, algorithm. So this is called as BMCA algorithm. So best master clock algorithm. So once you decide who's the best master clock and then we call them as the grandmaster, and the other participants, so we have 10 participants, so we have decided on one grandmaster and the other participants are the slaves. So we have nine slaves and one grandmaster. So what happens is this, each one talks to each other, each uh, goes to the grandmaster and asks for the clock and then the grandmaster gives you the clock. Now if you're leading and then you adjust your time and then you come back, oh, yo, yo, uh, you're leading now. And then you oscillate between adjust front and back, front and back and then you are in sync with the grandmaster and then you continuously exchange say that you share your time grandmaster says you're front or back and then it returns back with the information you adjust your clock and then you're synchronized so uh, to visualize this there is something called as one pps signal it's one pulse per second so all the 10 people in the room are going to say whenever it's one second they are going to raise their hand so similarly in the devices we have one signal trigger that happens and then if you look at the, uh, when you tap the signal on a digital oscilloscope then you can see like uh, when they are syncing the uh, pulses are oscillating and then they slowly they come together each other in a single line and the accuracy is in uh, sub microsecond level.
Okay, so maybe just to kind of like understand it a bit more here. So uh, what you're saying is that using this one pulse per second uh, mechanism is that every uh, second uh, a pulse is sent out to the master, uh -huh, right? Yep. And then the master will be able to determine by how much you're lagging. Yep. And then they send that information mm -hmm. back to you to say correct your, yep. your, 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 your frequency or your time until everyone is in sync. It's in sync. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever you said is right, but only one changes. Um, it's the pulse per second is a debug feature, which tells you that they are all in the same thing, but the communication happens with uh, the PTP protocol. The packets are sent on the network, and then they are, uh, so for example, a sync message is sent, and then you get the delay request. It, there, there are a lot of parameters that are being calculated, which we can see in detail when we go into much more on the technical level. But uh, the one PPS is for uh, debug purpose, but really what happens is the exchange of PTP packets between the devices is what is helping us to uh, adjust the clocks accordingly. Okay, interesting. So the, that's the time aspect of, uh, uh, of it. So is it like uh, the only uh, uh, parameter that is involved as far as TSN is concerned? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, this is the most basic parameter. So once you have the device synchronized, so when dot one AS is done, yeah, now this device is time capable, it's time aware, it, it understands that every device is in the network is time aware. And then comes the next important technology, uh, sorry, the next important standard is 802.1 QBV. So QBV is, says like, uh, okay, now um, we are all in the same time. So for example, uh, uh, in, in, the, uh, in the 10 people in the room, I'm going back to the example of 10 people in the room. So everybody is going to, uh, like there are uh, three people in the room who's going to talk very important information, but the time available is just one minute. But everybody are just, uh, they are having chit chats in their um, items, but this uh, three, these three people, right? They need to have the importance of time in one minute. They need specific time, but we do not know what the other conversations like. Some people might joke, some people might gossip, but there is some important information coming in all all the time. So what happens is we decide like the group decides these three people will get forty seconds of time every minute. Every minute, forty seconds of time. These three people have to talk so that we do not miss the important information and the rest of the 20 seconds, the other chit chats, gossips and other unwanted information can be spoken. But the next minute again, we get this 40 minutes of, sorry, 40 seconds of undivided, no other people can talk, all the people have their mouths locked. So the mouths can be uh, compared to the gates in QBV and the information that they are talking, right, the important information gossips or jokes can be classified as traffic classes so um when, yeah yeah sure. okay so maybe just also again to try and understand it much uh, uh, better so what we're saying here is that to use your example we've got 10 people in the room right and we've got only got so much bandwidth yeah. right so we've got one minute which is 60 seconds but what we're saying is that um we want to make sure that we allocate uh, we prioritize uh, that time. So if yeah. like there's three people mm -hmm. uh, who have got important stuff to say, we want to make sure that they are always allocated enough time such that their message is heard and never, yeah. never like mm -hmm. uh, misunderstood. So that 40 seconds is allocated to those three people. We never know when they, when they are going to talk, but we make sure that yeah. whenever they decide to exactly. talk, they have got that time allocated for them. There's no. And then the other ones were joking, gossiping. 
they, they just can kind of like share the other yeah other available bandwidth available so um, uh, here um, the viewers might have a um, question so how do we know that um, this 40 seconds start at zero and ends at 40 and other people can talk can you answer this like how do everybody knows that they are uh, time has started now okay yes. can you answer it uh, because they are all already in time sync right yes, yes. so since they are all in time sync they know that they are uh, time starts at zero and ends at 40 and the other seven people knows that their bandwidth starts at 40 and ends at 60 because they are all having the same clock right so they all be looking at the watch now my watch says 11:14, uh, and it's zero seconds now i'm going to talk the important information for next 40 seconds and then once the 40 second ends the other gossipers are looking at their clock to get their slot in and then they will start doing it okay all right maybe you should kind of like bring it uh, back home again so maybe talking about like real industrial uh, 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 setting so in this case the 10 people what would be those 10 people in an industrial yeah. so in, a, in this automation we can say like uh, let us keep the grandmaster as a master device and then the three uh, other important people are the motor drives xyz axis in a robotic arm maybe okay. so uh, they are all there and the other players right so you will also have traffic that are uh, uh, maybe diagnostics data so you need to diagnose the data here and there are configuration data to configure the network and you might have video audio video data maybe uh, the audio video data can be compared to a cctv footage that that is available on the factory floor so Previously, this was done on a separate IT network and whatever we are doing here on the field level can be called as the OT network. TSN gives this capability to integrate both IT and OT network because gossips have their own time, jokes have their own time and the critical information, the motor control data can have their own dedicated bandwidth and all of them are time aware. So this will work in harmony. So th this is the uh, crux of uh, TSN. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like uh, pretty much like uh, the job that is being done by um, existing field bus protocol, right? To yeah. like kind of like achieve that uh, deterministic uh, uh, time. So are we saying that uh, TSN is meant to replace those field bus protocols? Uh, TSN will not replace these field bus protocols. TSN enables them uh, to do it. So for example, if I take Open Power Link, uh, Power Link has this particular just like the synchronization messages like the PTP protocol it has something called as SOC it is called a start-off cycle so the master will send this start-off cycle signal to all the slaves so all the slaves will be ready hey I'm going to receive the packet in next two microseconds so I have to be ready with my uh, uh, resources ready so when the packet start-off cycle ready so all of them they will organize themselves accordingly so this particular problem of having a special hardware so for example uh, open power link and profinet can run uh, at uh, uh, 5ms cycle time or 1ms cycle time so when i say cycle time is sending one packet to all the slaves in the network so it's easy uh, you can just use any hardware but when you are going for sub millisecond or when you are going into a cycle time of 250 microseconds or 100 microseconds or 50 microsecond cycle time it is it will be very difficult you need special hardware or special layer 2 and layer 1 for this to be achieved but when you're replacing it with TSN you have the all the devices in the network are time aware and they know what's your bandwidth available and you can so TSN is just not with OPCA so TSN can work along with Profinet TSN can work along with CC link 
and there are many uh, possibilities for this as well. So uh, also EtherCAT as well. Let me not miss that. Okay. So are we saying uh, in simple terms that uh, you, you can have multiple field path protocols share yeah. the same? Yeah. Uh, so it, it is um, TSNS into layer two and layer one. It's specifically it's layer two protocol. It's nothing to do with what we are going to do with an application. So we have the network ready and it gives you the capability to build on top of it. So that's the good thing of TSN. So right now we are just spoke about uh, two important stuff of TSN that is 802.1as and 802.1qbv and we are ready to discuss QBR, QAV. There are a lot of lot, lot other more uh, standards which enable us to achieve that is uh, achieve the requirements of the industry internet. Okay, so now that we've got a, a basic understanding of uh, what time-sensitive networking is, uh, I'd like to find out uh, from you, where does OPC UAE come into the picture? Yep, um, so um, the story is, so let me tell you the my version of story about what has happened with OPC UAE in, in the industrial automation uh, field. So previously, uh, we had multiple protocols. We had Open Power Link, we had EtherCAT, we, we had Ethernet IP. Profinet, all, all of them were there. So each one was backed up their uh, own founders. So let me not, everybody aware, is aware like who drives these technologies. So the problem is, imagine if you're, if a vendor buys a, a master device, uh, a master controller uh, from, uh, which is open power link enabled, and then he buys a, a, a motor control drive from a different vendor, which understands only Profinet. Open power link and Profinet cannot communicate with each other, right? So the machine builder uh, is now in a problem where uh, he cannot interoperable because the master controller has very good features, uh, better than other vendors, so he chooses that. This drive has better features, so he chooses that. But just because they don't talk the same language, it's uh, becoming a problem. So this has become a, a huge uh, uh, issue for the machine builders while building. They are um, uh, while building. They had to make sure that they are always locked to a single vendor. So even if one particular part is uh, obsolete, they have to wait. They have to, you, you understand, right? So when you're locked to a vendor, there are many uh, uh, good things also are there, but you have a lot of limitations in the way you think and the way you are uh, able to uh, proceed. And also these uh, field bus protocols cannot be easily communicated to the cloud. So this was another problem. So once you're communicated to the cloud, there are like endless possibilities. So once your device is IoT ready, then we call it as IIoT, right? Industrial Internet of Things. So this gives possibilities of a lot of new business models. So pay-per-use model, just-in-time. So you can call it like, there are like numerous possibilities that are uh, that are also capable. And uh, OPCA gives you this particular uh, possibility where OPCA was already used in, uh, in the industrial automation for a really long time. So where it gives you the possibility uh, for the inter uh, for the enterprise uh, architecture to be integrated into the machine so it was easy for them but still opca was not capable to do the things that was being done by the legacy field bus protocols on the field level so uh, opca cannot because it just had client server communications right so it was not it was, it was not capable to do uh, the cycle time of 100 microseconds or 250 microseconds was not possible it's literally not possible because client server is connection protocol uh, it's connection-based protocol, so it is not possible. So then it was when they added the part 14, uh, part 14 to the OPCA specification, which is the PubSub, it gave possibilities for us to uh, send, publish and subscribe packets on the field level. 
but still publish and subscribe itself cannot be real time right you just uh, prepare a udp packet and then you with the opc information model and then you put it on the network but still you cannot guarantee the uh, 100 microseconds or quick cycle time and the deterministic real time uh, time critical um, like you are placing the packet every time on the network cannot be guaranteed right so that's when opc was already there and then you add this part 14 specification and uh, pops up and along with this when you add tsn this gives you uh m to m which is machine to machine on the field level and also machine to cloud which is already established by opca so this gives you an entire solution for the, for industry ethernet okay all right interesting so uh now these two um, uh, uh variants as it were of our opca pops up right so the other one is uh, opc pops up over uh, brocard communication yeah. mm -hmm. and then there's also a uh, brocaless opc pops up mm -hmm. so in this instance which which specific version of uh, of opc pops up is, is is tsn applicable yeah so um it's a very good uh, question so when you are talking about I iot where you have a small sensor and then it needs to ping the value every 1 second or every 500 ms you will need opc publisher over mqtt so you are sending it to the broker and the broker sends it to a different subscriber and the subscriber can be your phone so that is good for when you are going from machine to cloud and you want to send the data like 500 ms or um uh, one second the publishing interval is low it's fine but when you are talking about sub millisecond when you are coming into 500 microseconds 250 microseconds this cannot work right the broker cannot service to this level guaranteed so this is Uh, that's when observe is coming to the brokerless world and uh, and also there are multiple variants where pops up over udp is there and also pops up on raw ethernet is there so this is for quick packet preparation and then you put it into the network and it just goes directly to the subscriber so that the real time guarantee is done okay so maybe there's also something that i'm curious to find out mm -hmm. here is uh, i know these uh, uh, efforts around OPC uh, UA field level communication what they call FLC, FLC. Mm -hmm. right so what's the uh, relationship there is it like a, a standardization or on top of TSN or mm -hmm. what's the relationship yeah so OPC FLC clearly defines what needs to be what OPC pops up should do on top of TSN yeah you are understanding this right but yeah uh it's just not uh pops up is just not a field level so this is where our audience should uh might get confused like yeah pops up yeah i'm using publisher and subscriber model for uh, sending the data to the cloud but why uh, why the same broker can can be used on the field level so when you are going for high uh, precision and critical systems broker cannot service these kind of timing guarantees so that's when we are going for the brokerless model okay so uh okay now i think we've got that um uh, full understanding of what uh, tsn is and what opca over tsn is So maybe now we need to kind of like get into uh the project the research project that you're currently yeah. involved in. Can you maybe uh start by kind of like giving us an introduction into what are the objectives yeah. of the research? So uh this research project was um uh so back in uh, 2015 um we were uh we services was just uh, working on so we were uh, integration uh, we were pro providing integration services to codices 
and um, so we were uh, looking into other technologies which we want to explore. So that's when we found out that uh, in 2018, um, when we started to propose this project for getting a grant, we decided that uh, it should be OPCA and uh, TSN because right now this has, we are very clear that what's the value OPCA plus TSN can create. But right now, if you see in the market, there are no ready-made stacks or SDKs that are available for a, a machine builder or any company that you, that they want to take and they, they want to start creating and start building their application. It's not available already. So the, the main problems that we see is the stack is cumbersome. So when you are talking about OPCA TSN, it's just not OPCA TSN, like two stacks. It's like you need a TCP IP stack, you need PTP stack, uh, uh, the software that uh, orchestrates the TSM related items. You need a configuration stack. You need an Orthos. You need client, server, publisher, subscriber. And on top of it, you need to run your application. So we are talking about close to six to seven stacks running independently uh, as an orchestra. And all of them has to be fitting on a small ARM processor on, on a drive, right? So this is where the problem is and our project is having the specific goal to reach, uh, to achieve ultra low footprint uh, stack which has all the uh, aspects that I told and it has to run on an ARM platform and also we are targeting of both wired and the wireless part. So this is where our research is based on and um, we have achieved certain results so we are having a lot of partners. Uh, already, so we are we are working with uh, the hardware that is provided by Renesas, ADI, uh, TI, and also we are in talks with uh, Tech and lot lot other companies. So our aspect is this SDK can work. It is first of all we would say it is OS independent. It can work on bare metal. It can work on FreeRTOS, MicroM OS, uh, VxWorks, uh, Linux RT. It can work on all the uh, related uh, OS. And also it is hardware independent. So the same SDK can work on, we, have, we will be having reference designs on Texas instruments, analog devices, NXP. So whoever like uh, are having hardware ready, our goal is to have this particular stack running on all these platforms. Okay, uh, so what are some of the challenges that you uh, see around the uh, implementation of uh, OPC PubSub? over TSN. Yeah, so when we are uh, talking about TSN, the, one of the important challenges that we are facing is the testing part. So when I say uh, we gave an easy example about the time uh, having a watch, right? So even uh, you can have the one PPS signal and uh, you can see it on the on the oscilloscope, but still you need to uh, make sure that this synchronization is available over uh, a long period of time. So you need to take millions of samples of data to say that our system is working fine. So for this, um, the right now, the uh, testing systems that are available in the market are uh, are very expensive. So the expensive stuff are okay for uh, big time, uh, big players and who wants to create uh, a lot of machines. But um, when it comes for small players, just like a company uh, who wants to try out TSN, it becomes very difficult for them. So we are having one specific um, uh, space in this project to develop test systems which are open source which are easily uh, can be um, um, repeated at, at our uh, customer end and it's like uh, most of open source and we are also basing it on Linux. So we are having right now test systems which would work on um, uh, which would help us to measure .1as, the jitter of a packet and also a QBV. So we are doing this kind of framework which will also uh, we are also planning to show a demo uh, uh, very soon in this video as well. Okay, interesting. 
Well, uh, speaking about demos, I think we've had enough of uh, the theoretical yeah. stuff. Maybe right now we can kind of like jump into the architecture and the demo so that you can see uh, mm -hmm. uh, in practical what it is that Mel uh, Vinia uh, uh, is talking about. Yeah, so I think we should stop starting and take our seats and open our laptops. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. absolutely. Okay, um, so uh, coming to the architecture of our project, so uh, our project is, as I told you, we have OPCA, TSN over both wired and wireless space. So this is how we envision our uh, architecture to be. So on the uh, layer one and layer two, we are seeing as Wi-Fi TSN and also uh, the wired TSN. So this will be the TSN interface. So all the blue components that are mentioned here will be developed in our project. So the parts that you are seeing here, this will be done by the chip manufacturers themselves. So this is this will not be in the scope of our project. But the TSN interface that we are using will be talking to the Ethernet drivers and also the uh, registers level and we will be using the uh, resources of their devices here. So uh, coming uh, to the top layers, we need as we spoke about is .1AS and QBV. So these are the two important parts that we are uh, planning now so this software stack will have uh, the TSN clock uh, uh, as I told you the clock that we are going to use is the TSN clock and the dot one AS stack will use it and it will start the interactions from here so on the top layers as we go above we see the OPCA publisher subscriber client server and the all the other stuff are uh, being shown here so this is our overall op uh, architecture. You can see here that this will be the OPCA application layer. This will be the network layer and this will be the RT network uh, interface, which is the uh, TSN layer. So this is how our uh, project is uh, planned. And you can see like we need to analyze. So the uh, project scope, our project scope started from identifying the hardware. So that's when we uh, found out one of our important partners like Renesas, TI, ADI. So we wanted to uh, base our software development to a hardware. And that's when we chose the uh, these vendors and then we started to develop some more custom hardware for our developments. And then uh, we chose the OPCA stack. So as I told you, our target is to get things working on the Matricon uh, Flex SDK stack. So right now we are also um, uh, trying to get the stack as lean as possible and we are working on it. And then synchronization and getting the uh, TSN components working is our next uh, uh, topics which we will see on uh, the, the demo that is available. So as and when we are speaking, we are working on the Embedded World 2023 demo. So we will be having a slot at OACDL booth and uh, that demos like right now it's ready on a tabletop which we can uh, look at it at my lab at the office. So this is the uh, overall of architecture. So do you have any uh, questions? So maybe uh, quickly if you could like um, uh, scroll down uh, mm -hmm. your architecture. So uh, maybe something that you could clarify for mm -hmm. me. Um, I was under the impression that TSN mm -hmm. is like for Ethernet. Yeah. Uh, it's an Ethernet standard. So, is is it is it is it a separate TSN standard also for Wi-Fi? How, how no, uh, the standard itself is the same, but only the um, transform medium is changing from wired to wireless. So, wired offer well, the wired uh, uh, network offers more determinism, and the uh, quality of service for Wi-Fi is obviously is going to change. But the uh, with the invention like with the progressions of 5G, we are thinking like this can be also reaching the synchronization levels of uh, uh, Ethernet as well. 
So uh, in our project, uh, right now, whatever we are showing for the embedded world demo would be, uh, uh, the, so this is the uh, project architecture that we are planning. So, um, so you can see that we are having uh, these layers. So as I told you, the layer one is hardware specific where it is done by their, by their chip vendors themselves. And then, uh, and then we have the RTOS layer. So right now in this project, we are using uh, free RTOS and for OPCA stack, we are using the open 62541 stack to start with. As I told you, we are still working on the Matricon stack to, uh, by, for making it more lean. So we are still do, uh, working on it. And in this demo, we, uh, we, are, we have not yet worked on QBU yet, but 802.1 AS and QBV is working uh, already. So we will be seeing a four node network. So we have, uh, so this autos, we did not name it because we are, we are having things working on multiple autos. So we have free autos, we have Linux and uh, we have bare metal applications working as well. So you can, so when we see the demo, uh, we will be showing the working of how the dot one AS is working and how QBV is working. And we can see how our test tools is able to take it up. So when I, in the, uh, the earlier parts of the video, I said like, we are looking at six or seven stacks that are needed. So you can see LLDP, we need dot one AS, we need QBV, TCP IP stack like LWIP or uh, any other proprietary uh, TCP IP stacks and server, client, publisher, subscriber. And we also, we need a config app to configure the end device. For example, the QBV, Windows, VLAN priorities, uh, like there are multiple things that we can do on the dot one AS uh, stack dot uh, one AS configurations as well. And also uh, OPCA itself needs to be configured for the right information model. So there are like many topics. Uh, it, it, this config app itself is a huge topic that needs to be addressed. So this is what we are realizing and this we want to give it as a software development kit, which is also a low footprint platform and it's hardware independent and autos independent so that it's like uh, one, uh, one package for people to get OPCA over TSM working. Interesting. Well, it, so it seems to me that there's um, uh, quite a few tool sets that need to actually uh, uh, be realized yeah. before you could start uh, actually uh, implementing mm -hmm. this in a solution. So are you like in a position to kind of like uh, give an estimate or talk about the timelines as far as when do you think you would have like all the stacks and all the tools mm -hmm. required? like uh, yeah. companies to start yeah so uh, right now um, we are already having the beta releases ready and uh, we are already sharing our uh, releases to our customers for them to evaluate uh, up to what we have done so it's not like a production ready solution but still we want to get early stage feedback with what we are doing so things are already ready but for someone like uh, uh, who's interested to see the technology and who wants to explore we have uh, all the stuff that is needed for one person to start with Linux everything is open source so you, you just need to buy a Linux, uh, uh, Intel i210 NIC card so the, this Intel i210 NIC card it's like just a, uh, a PCIe slot NIC card which you can plug it onto any uh, PC uh, like not a laptop but uh, a PC where you can plug it into your motherboard and then the drivers are installed. Everything is pre-ready in um, um, in the Linux world. So you can just uh, start taking it and uh, using it right away. So maybe in a half a day's time, you can get your own OPC ATS and uh, stuff working along with the test tools as well. Nice. So um, shall we see a demo? Yeah, sure. We can um, start a demo where we can... Uh, check like how all the things are working and how we are doing it. 
So uh, this is our demo level. So these are like four devices that are available now. So this is the ADI TSN switch. So this will be the grandmaster. So the example of 10 people in the room. So um, we, we can correlate with that. So this is where um, the ADI TSN switch uh, will act upon and we have the Renesis which is running free Octos and then we have Moxa device So this is a, a switch and also a device so Moxa has like capable like they have given this device for us to develop both uh, the, They have the switch firmware running in already But we are using it to test our end device capabilities on this and this one is a Linux box running RT preempt Linux yeah, uh, it has the RT patch and then it uses uh, uh, it has uh, i to 10 NIC card which is connected here so all the blue wires that you are seeing here is running TSN so all the other wires that are so there's only one wire here and we can also connect other wires for configuration purposes so they are just for the network uh, configuration reasons so this is how the network is built upon so I can show you a, a quick um, to explain the demo architecture that we are seeing, um, we can uh, compare it directly with the uh, ADI TSN switch. We have the NSS board and we have the Linux box. So this is how our test setup is right now available. So you can see that um, the NSS board is having um, the uh, OPCA server publisher and subscriber running and then it publishes to the ADI switch. And from the ADI switch, it goes to the Linux box and the Linux box does the same. Uh, it, it subscribes the NSS values and then it takes the value and then it loops back the data and publishes back which is received at the NSS end. So this is how our demo works here and we have one PPS signal from the NSS board and the ADI available. So the, we can see uh, how the uh, signals are working. So currently, let me switch. So in this demo, we can see that um, right now the, the Renesis board is not yet switched on. So you can see that these LEDs are not blinking. So, uh, but here the uh, ADI board is ready and it is already communicating. So what I'm trying, uh, uh, I will do now is I will start the, uh, the uh, Renesis board. The Renesis board is switched on. You can see that the LED is blinking. And then uh, if we see the uh, one PPS signal, you can see that the signals are away here and right now they are starting to communicate with each other with, with the uh, PTP synchronization. Slowly you can see that this particular signal, the green one is the NSS and the yellow is the uh, ADI board and then they communicate with each other and then you can see that in no time they will come into synchronization uh, soon. So yeah, this is the instance where Right now they are on sync with each other. So they started to exchange the packets. So the status LED, the red color and yellow color LED shows that they are in sync with each other. And also uh, even we have the Moxa device running and the Linux box is running the Linux PTP. And you can we can see the uh, status that uh, port 0, port 1, port 2, port 4, all of them are in sync. And you can see that they are time aware and uh, the other uh, TSN parameters here. So uh, we need to go into the uh, uh, Wireshark trace level, uh, the network trace level to see how they are exchanging the packets. Right now we don't have anything moving. So it's going to be more, uh, the next part of the demo will be to see how the uh, network traffic will be captured from the Linux box. And we are going to plot graphs and see how we can visualize these items. Okay, so uh, Melvin, thank you so much for taking us through the uh, background of uh, TSN, the applications of OPCA pops up over TSN, and also giving us a demo showing us the real uh, application on, on using uh, real devices.
Now, for uh, people out there who want mm -hmm. to get started with um, uh, implementing mm -hmm. uh, of this tech, what are the uh, uh, next steps? Yeah, so uh, as I told you already, we have implemented something on a Linux box already. And uh, anybody who has a Linux PC and if they can buy the Linux i210 NIC card, which is a cheap one, which where you can buy it for 100 to 150 euros, and you can also order it on Amazon. So it's like quite accessible already. So uh, I can uh, share you the link, which you can post it on the description of this video, where they can click and they can go to our project page and then get the uh, getting started guide from there and they can start to implement already on Linux. So if somebody is looking for to implement on an ARM platform, then the things are not completely open source. So uh, whoever is serious about it and they want to put it into their uh, product line, then they can reach us out um, uh, from our website or they can um, they can uh, reach us out through LinkedIn or whichever platform for us for, us, for them is easy. And then we can uh, sign an NDA and we can start the process where we can share certain resources to them. They can uh, repeat it at their uh, table, get a feel about it, and they can move forward from there. Okay, perfect. So, again, thank you so much uh, for having mm -hmm. me here yeah. uh, in your company. It was really great to uh, spend the day here and have a chat about this. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And also, a quick summary. So, we saw from... Uh, uh, we started from OPCA and we also we had a history about how TSN worked and also uh, we spoke about the research project and demo. So I think now um, our viewers would have got a view about how to uh, start working about them. I think we should have, uh, we will be more interested to have more series to have hands-on experience on how to do it on Linux so that the, the quick start guide that is available on our website can be also put in your uh, YouTube channel and then people can start using it and they will it can be easy to easy to start a place uh, from using it on a linux and getting a feel about this stuff so thank you so much for being here and spending uh, your valuable time and we had a lot of fun discussing uh, both on screen and off the screen the it was fun and please continue your good work and uh, you know i all the best for your channel to grow big and your professional career as well thank you thank you so much